Chucking It From The Cheap Seats is the newest podcast covering high school basketball. Head coach Josh Thompson interviews some of the most impactful people who make Hoosier hysteria great. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Subscribe to Chucking It From The Cheap Seats wherever you listen to your podcasts. Chucking It From The Cheap Seats is brought to you by Shootaway, offering products like 12K series guns, proven time and again by the nation's top schools and college coaches programs. For special pricing and discounts, contact Bruce Help at 317-767-5543 or go to shootaway.com. For over 32 years, D1 Basketball has offered elite basketball camps and top-tier player development programs. Team camps, individual skills camps, and shooting camps can improve performance for you. Few Indiana basketball camps impact performance like D1 Basketball. Since 1989, annual enrollment in D1 basketball has grown from 80 to 3,500 players, making it one of the largest individual basketball organizations in the Midwest. The mission of D1 basketball is to help coaches and players maximize their performance. D1 basketball facts. D1 basketball camps are exclusively endorsed by the Indiana Basketball Coaches Association. D1 team camps have hosted more high school sectional championship teams, final four teams, and Indiana All-Stars any other camp shootout or summer tournament. D1 team camps provide the best chance for a school coach to work with all their teams in its top-tier competition from Dragon He's been called many things by many people. The voice of our generation. The people's sports champion. A man's man. A gentleman loved by all. But we just call him Rick. Ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to announce our next guest to the Chucking It from the Chief Seats podcast, WTHI Sports 10 anchor and legend, Mr. Rick Simler. Okay, so without a doubt, that was the best intro that the Bari Media class has ever come up with, and we are excited about having the media guru, the juggernaut that he is, Rick Simler, on the Chucking It with the Cheap Seats podcast with us today. Rick, thanks for joining us. I tell you what, with the intro and your introduction for me, I need to pay you guys to be my PR staff. <laughs> well, the media guru that Mike DeCourcy is came in to help us out with some Bluetooth technicalities that we had. Um, and he has actually got some kids that have become my personal assistant this year. So uh, I need to have him on the payroll. <laughs> The DeCourcy family is a good bunch of people. Absolutely. They are salt of the earth. Everybody they except, are. Everybody except for Mike. But anyway, we'll move, we'll move he, on. He's at the bottom. The rest <laughs> of them are really special, and then there's Mike. Yes, yes. Well, Mike's really special in his own way. But <laughs> <laughs> That is very accurate. <laughs> well, again, Rick, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on here with us. I know the kids are excited about having you on this week. Um, you know, we, we start this podcast off, and – just kind of have uh, the the person that we're interviewing and we're talking to kind of tell us how they've got to where they are on their journey. And I know you grew up in Brownsburg and, and played some high school athletics there. So just, just talk about being a kid there and, and growing up and, and, and kind of your journey to, to get to college. And then I've got some questions for you at that point. No problem. I'm glad to do that. I am a Brownsburg grad, uh, 1998. Um, I did a mixture of sports. Growing up, I, I, like anybody, I played everything. Um, eventually, by the time I got to middle school and high school, um, I ran cross country. I was actually 
pretty good in the top three or four um, in middle school. Mm-hmm. Then I ventured over to tennis. Um, I, I liked that quite a bit. I played three singles at Brownsburg. Um, mm-hmm. But in the end, uh, basketball always won out over everything. Mm-hmm. So in the end, in high school, I mainly only played um, basketball. I played uh, varsity for two years, my mm-hmm. junior and senior year at Brownsburg High School. We were lucky to win one sectional championship mm-hmm. in 1997, made it to regionals. Uh, Tom C- Coverdell from former IU basketball player knocked us out of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, we had several great matchups against Noblesville back in the day. And then I am a 98 grad, as I mentioned. I was the final year of one class basketball in 97 and the first year of class basketball in 1998. So I've seen both sides of that spectrum as a player. Um, and then now I cover it, obviously. And then I went on to Ball State University. Yeah, and, and we're going to you know talk a little bit more about Hoosier hysteria and things that make the, the game great. But I, like you, was in that mix of, of players who played in the last state tournament that was a single-class tournament and then played in the class tournament. Obviously, you said you you know you guys had some success there in, in, the, yeah. in the tournament and won a sectional. But I just – that is the one thing that when I talk to kids today that you just can't quantify how special that old single-class tournament was. I agree with that. Um, honestly – like, I, I, I wish I could have been further down the line for class basketball because I think now more people have a, uh, adapted it and realized we're not going back to one class. Yes. So the attendance is back to where it should be. Those first couple of years, and I know you can testify to this, the, the crowds weren't very good, mm-hmm. especially for bigger schools. Mm-hmm. They just weren't big crowds. And when I was playing in one class, you know, we hosted sectionals. I remember the fans sitting outside for hours waiting to get in, um, going to regionals at Frankfurt. Semi-state was at. Mac Arena and Lafayette, and there were huge crowds back then. Yeah. Then we played the very first year of class basketball, and we went from hosting a sectional to it was at the Holman Center in Terre Haute with the Terre Haute schools, and, like, we played on a Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. I mean, we didn't have, like, a, but 100 fans there, and they're like, what is this? Like, it was just <laughs> so different. Now, it's not like that now. Like I said, people have adapted to it, but back then, you know, there was so much argument about class basketball, no class basketball. Mm-hmm. For a couple of years, I, I felt it took away from the atmosphere of it. Absolutely. You know, and your high school coach, was that Jimmy Howe? Did you play for Coach Howe? Or, no, or, okay. Jimmy, Coach Howe took over for uh, Coach Bru- I had Coach Bruins. Okay. Steve, okay. Bru- Steve Bruins. Yes, yes, I know Steve. He went yeah, on. He, uh, he just recently passed away. Yeah. Great guy. That he went on from win. Brownsburg, uh, went to Columbus East for a while, correct? He went to Castle, then Columbus East. Okay, okay, yeah, so. Yes. Yeah, he, he's very well known throughout the, the southern part of the state as well as in central Indiana. And then, yep. and then you go to Ball State, and the question that, that I know the kids have and, and that I have is when you went to Ball State, are, were, were you a lot like today's many of today's seniors where you didn't re- really know exactly what you wanted to do, or did you know right away coming out of high school that you wanted to be a sportscaster? I those that knew what I wanted to do. I knew, like, before I even got in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved basketball. Yes, you had the dream of playing in the NBA. It wasn't going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm a 5'10 guard. was not going to happen. I got recruited. Um, a couple Wabash recruited me. A couple small D3 schools. So I had the, the decision to make. I wanted to try to play basketball for four more years, or did I want to go start pursuing my career? As much as I loved basketball and it was hard to hang up, I knew the next best thing was covering sports. Mm-hmm. Ball State is one of the top programs in the nation. Mm-hmm. Indiana is lucky to have such a good telecommunications sports 
communications right here in the state of Indiana. And, uh, you know, I couldn't play sports anymore, so what am I going to do? I'm going to cover sports. And I went right in as a freshman. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't get to go cover, you know, basketball games or football games where I was, I was covering volleyball and swimming. But, yeah. like, I knew I paid my dues and, and did my stuff. Mm-hmm. I get to do what I wanted to do. And I, I jumped in head over heels right away into the telecommunications. Yeah. And, you know, last week we were fortunate enough to have Coach Lewis uh, on the podcast, yeah. the new new head coach there at Ball State. And, you know, just his excitement and the excitement in the Muncie area. I'm just – I'm really glad to have an Indiana guy, um, you know, there at Ball State. And I, I think he's going to take that program to new levels. Coach Lewis, I mean, just – I feel kind of want to remember him playing in high school at Jasper. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a tremendous player. What a competitor he was at IU. He's been out and around. Someone was going to snag him. I'm glad Ball State gets him. I always say, and this goes, you know, Indiana State has this a lot. People are like, well, when they take a guy like Michael Lewis at Ball State, he's not going to be there long. I'm like, well, if he's not there long, you know why? It's because he won and a bigger school gets him. Yeah. So he's winning there for you. Mm-hmm. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And what more would you want at Ball State than to have success? And whether that's in a, a limited scope of three to five years, but uh, – you know, the odds are that he's going to be very successful there, especially with the connections that he's got, and, and then hopefully he can further his career. So you go to Ball State, and you're you're in the, the, the video journalism. What exactly was your degree in again, Rick? Communications. Telecommunications. So you get this degree, and then where do you go from Ball State? How do you get <laughs> your start? Well, one of the big things, and I can't preach this enough to your class, the, the – Barry Media class, and I, I do this to anybody. Mm-hmm. Internships, internships, internships. Mm-hmm. If you want an idea, whether it's a business degree, nursing degree, you want to know what's going on in life and your field that you're going to do, you go intern and actually do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You, you might not get paid, but you know what? You're going to find out if you want to do this for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, I did three internships at Ball State, one radio and two TV, and that's how I got my job. Uh, um, like they found out, and, and a lot of credit goes to Ball State. They prepare you so well. When I walked in, I interned one of the places in Dayton, Ohio, and I walked in, and they realized I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the third day I was there. I started on a Friday. On that Sunday, uh, the sports director was like they were hosting a, a women's professional golf tournament. Mm-hmm. This was back in 2001. Yeah. And um, he's like, I have a softball uh, game to play tonight. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, you know what you're doing? Um, you just cover this event. And he's like, the, when the weekend guy's done anchoring the six, he'll come out here and join you. It was like the final round. It's like tied. Now, I wasn't nervous, but I'm like, you're just trusting me? He's like, yeah, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I and I did know what I was doing through my internships and everything else. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously that, that you know, training there at Ball State got you ready for that opportunity. And yep. so what was your first paying gig where you actually – we're paid to do what you love. <laughs> My first paying job, and, and ironic, I, I just found this out over the weekend. I My first job was in Hazard, Kentucky. Okay. And it was in August of 2002. So this week, 20 years ago, I took my first job. Wow. Um, but they'll learn, especially in this business, you need jobs, especially in sports. Like if a newsroom job opens, mm-hmm. usually in news, like they'll get – maybe 10 people apply for a newsroom job. You, When a sports job come open, you'll get 100 to 200 people apply uh-huh. for the job. Yeah, I can imagine. Everybody wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn, like, did I want to go to Hazard, Kentucky? I had no idea where it was. And uh-huh. it is in the mountains. 
of um, Eastern Kentucky, near the Virginia border, Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky border, Pure Mountains, all high school sports, kind of like here. But the next biggest town was Lexington, 90 miles away. Mm-hmm. Hazard had a McDo- or a um, Applebee's and a Walmart and nothing else. There you go. That's all you but need. I needed a job. <laughs> I needed a job. And I always tell the story. Even people in Hazard laugh. Now, my wife and I are high school sweethearts. Uh-huh. Um, and we've been together, I mean, 26 years. And um, she said she's a year behind me. So she had a year left at Ball State in her nursing program. And she said we were engaged. But she said, I love you. But I'm not moving to Hazard, Kentucky, so you have a year to get better and do what you need to do and find a different place to live. Talk talk about drive. I mean, I was getting ready to ask you, you know, when you and Robin met and, and to tell the story behind that. But this this is an even better story because I was thinking for a bachelor, you know, all a guy needs is an Applebee's and a, and a Walmart. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you talk about a timeline and you talk about some pressure there. You've got one year, one year to get, oh. to get out of there. Oh, yes. And, and it, it wasn't just you just did, it, it was just that something we were, I mean, like, we were both from Brownsburg, so not that we're Indy, but we're 20 minutes from Indy, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we, we, we grew up in a different thing, so, no, I was there, she, she told me that, and we joke around about it. I was in Hazard for 13 months, uh-huh. but, like, like I said, she was at school, so I, I worked, like, every day, like, unless when I was visiting her, um, I, I was working all the time, 24-7, covering everything, you know that kind of stuff. And, and it made me better every yeah. time, you know, my other sports guys like, Hey, I'm going to take this day off. Can you anchor? Yep. Okay, I'm going to take this day off. Can you, I was always filling in doing everything and it helped me that kind of thing. Well, and, and the thing that, that I always tell people is like, when you look back, it doesn't matter if it's coaching, doesn't matter if it's on the media side. Like a lot of times, if, if you want to be successful, you, you kind of look back at your young self and, you know, you're just grinding, and it seems crazy now what you were doing. But at the time, it was just that was what you had to do to get yourself to where you wanted to be. Hundred percent. I mean, know, I look back. I, I you still work like coaching a lot of crazy days and yeah, and this and that. But not I maybe not work quite as many hours as I used. I mean, before the kids and and even when because uh, when we first got married, our schedule's so weird. When she was working uh, at the hospital at times, I mean, I would work six, seven days a week. I, I sometimes I'd just be bored, and I'm like, I, I would call Jason Pinsky. I mean, he was my first boss up here, mm-hmm. and he would be like, I'd be like, hey, I'm off today, but I'm just going to come in and cover a game. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I got nothing to do. I want to go do something. So, mm-hmm. you know, now I can't do that quite as much. I mean, I, I have a family, and that to do. I still work a lot, but it's just di- different circumstances. Absolutely. So you go from Hazard County, Kentucky, uh, covering yeah. covering high school sports and some stuff down there. And then you come to Terre Haute and you work for WTWO? Uh, correct. I don't know if you that remember Jeremiah Johnson. Yes, I do. Um, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, Him and I went to college together. Okay. At Ball State. He's two years older than me. Uh, we were pretty good friends. Oh, we're still fr- pretty good friends. But we, we became friends at Ball State. Mm-hmm. He went to Hazard. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was looking for a job, he's like, hey, I'm leaving. And there's going to be an opening. Um, we only put a word in. So he kind of got me in down there okay well then a year later um he called we always kept the contact and and he's like hey our third position is going to be open at wtwo you want to come to Terre Haute?" so i just followed him to Terre Haute. like he brought me up here mm-hmm. and then um two after two years um he left to go to indy his wife was in indy mm-hmm. so it was just an e- much easier for him there and you go. There um, you go. i took his spot at on the weekend mm-hmm. um 
doing that. Yeah. And, and so you're working with Jason Penske and I can remember Jason Penske from when I was a kid and, and he was the man, he was the man. I mean, you know, talk about covering high school sports and making high school athletes feel special, which I think is a gift that you have, um, in, in what you do now, but Jason was that guy for me. And, and you know, what, what's Jason up to these days and, and how's he doing? Uh, Jason's up in South Bend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's up there with he's up there with his family. I give him credit. He was um, when he was still here. His final couple of years, his his wife got a really good job at a TV station up in in South Bend, mm-hmm. and just couldn't pass on it. But his daughters were up there. Yeah. And um, Jason Jason's such a family person. Yeah. I mean, just an incredible. Uh, he was with his nieces and nephews, and then we had his kids. And I kept telling him. Like every like he would do the Friday night show and then drive to South Bend, spend all weekend, and come back on Monday, oh and my. it was wearing on him. And I was at the same time, and and you have kids, you can relate. I was like, it just goes so fast, don't miss it. Yeah. And eventually, he eventually got to the point where he just that's why he went up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of you speak of Jason, like you grew up with him. I told this to people all the time. Like I wouldn't be in the position I am without Jason Pinsky. Yeah. He taught me. He didn't teach me everything in the business. But, boy, did he teach me a lot, and did I learn a lot from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the way he went about things. Like, you know, and, and I see a lot of him and you as far as, like, how detail-oriented he was and making sure that you went above and beyond. Like, there are so many things, and I, I could give you a, a whole list, but it would take all the time that we have on this podcast, <laughs> of, like, little things that you and Marty do that you guys don't have to do. But because you do them, it makes – you guys special. It makes your shows special. It makes the broadcast special. And, and, and those are the things that I remember Jason Penske doing. Like I said, I learned it from him. I mean, honestly, yeah, a hundred percent learned it from him. And, and I'll be honest, I tell people this, you know, I went from two to 10. Um, and it wasn't an easy move because mm-hmm. of Jason. Yeah. Like it was the right move to do a hundred percent for my family and my career, but I had such a hard time. And, and many people are the management at, WTH, I didn't think I was going to come because I was, Jason and I were just so close. And mm-hmm. I, like I was, I just thought I owed him such a, a debt of gratitude for everything he ever did for me. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit about how that all worked out. You going from two to 10, um, you know, <laughs> and, and how that all came about. Very unusual in, in the business to move um, like that in mm-hmm. the same market. Yeah. Um, what, what happened was it was 2009, summer of 2009. I was minding my own business. I was a weekend guy, very content. Um, just We had one, one of our children. We have three now. Uh, uh-huh. Just living life in Terre Haute, enjoying the weekend. Jason and I just doing our thing. Um, the general manager, Todd Weber, who's still the general GM now at, at WTHI TV, called out of the blue and uh, left a message at my house. And I called him back, and he said, um, I got a question for you. Are you under the contract? which is rare, I said, no, I'm not under contract, which means I didn't have a non-compete. Yeah. And um, he said, well, I, my sports director is leaving in three months. It was May, and he's like, he's leaving in August. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm interested in you being my next sports director. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I was just kind of – he's like, I just wanted you to know now, this is beginning of May. He's like, I'm going to be back in contact with you in, in June. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything to anybody, just, you know, because you just never know how stuff's going to play out. Um, yeah. he did, you know, came back and he was like, I'm serious. Um, he's like, we did all the negotiations and talks at, at my house. Cause I was like, do you want me to meet you for lunch? He's like, I don't want to be out in public with like, 
I've never viewed myself on TV. He's like, if people see us talking, they'll see that. Like, he's like, he came to the house. We kept it hush hush. Mm-hmm. Um, he offered the job, and they gave him a week to decide. And I thought it, it was it was just the, the thing to do. And, and I don't regret it because you know you have a family, and yes, the pay was better, but just everything ended up better making the move. Absolutely. Well, and, and obviously, it's it's all you know, it's all really worked out well for you. And, you know, how long now have you been at, at WTHI? Is it, has it been uh, 13 years, 13 years? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there for 13 years. And, and that's the thing, like a lot of times now, like people forget about you being over there at, at channel two and <laughs> yeah. it, just, it just seems like you've been, been there forever. Um, you know, you talked about like Jason and his crazy schedule and, and your crazy schedule. Like what is your typical day and I know there's no such thing as a typical day whether it's <laughs> coaching or, or whether it's uh, media stuff but what what's a typical day in Rick Simler's life look like I mean officially my my I'm Monday through Friday and three to midnight is officially my shift now none of that happens uh-huh. um like, like today um NSA football with everything that's happened with them they had a press conference at noon today yeah so like I went to that during the day yeah um it depends on, you know, other stuff going on. Um, I'll, go, I'll get stuff during the day. And and I'll be honest with you, this is one of the reasons I've stayed so long in the area. My bosses leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they honestly, they don't bother me at all. Yeah. So, like, there are days I have three kids. I have a high school or middle school and elementary. Mm-hmm. I have to take my kids some days up after school. Yeah. So, like, I won't come in until 430. Mm-hmm. Um, they know I always get my work done. Yeah. Um. Because honestly, twenty like I mentioned, twenty years in the business, I've missed one deadline ever, and I still remember that deadline being missed. It, it irritates me. It was ten, eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it still ir- irritates me yeah. that I missed it. Um, but what, they know. What, what was that, by the way? What was the what was the one what was the one <laughs> you thing? Remember that... when NESA, you remember when NES? You remember when NES made the NCAA tournament in twenty eleven with yes. Greg Lansing? Yes. And, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we were. I had a photographer with me, the best in the business. We were covering their practices. Mm-hmm. And back then, like, technology changed so much, but we sent everything back to a computer. Well, there was so much media there that day covering all the practices, mm-hmm. it bogged down the internet and stuff wasn't going out. Yeah. And we couldn't get it sent out. And I missed, like, I had, like, packages cut and all these interviews done for the 6 o'clock. I li- we literally, and like I said, I had someone, my photographer with me, mm-hmm. he's won, like, 18 Emmys. Like, yeah. he's the best in the, like, we couldn't get anything out. I was so mad. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's the only deadline I've, and to tell you how I am, I'm a straightforward person. Like, I literally, I've only been at two for, what, three years? Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, two. I've been at 10 for two years, I think it was. Um, I was so mad. I didn't put it in our email to our station. I'm like, you should fire me now. I missed, and everybody's like, relax. I'm like, no, you don't miss deadlines. Yeah, and my and my general manager was like, "Relax, it happens." I mean, it's inexcusable, yeah. and that's the only deadline I've ever missed. Uh-huh. Um, but you asked about the schedule. Traditionally, between six to you know ten for all seasons is the busiest time to yeah. go cover stuff. Uh-huh. That's usually um, most nights. There are some nights they come home for dinner break, um, but most nights I'm out covering things during those nights, and I make it a point. It is so very very important to me. I don't just stay in Terra. I want to go out to all the areas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things, and this sounds funny, that I miss so much. When I was the weekend guy, I could go wherever I wanted to because I didn't have to anchor every day. Uh, anchoring is the part I dislike the most because I have to be at the station and I can't be out and about in the community. Yeah, you have to be there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I could see and just knowing your personality and knowing the fact that you like to be out and about that, that could, that could be your least favorite part of what you do. Oh, hundred percent. I'm not kidding. 20 years on TV, being on TV is the part I, I least like <laughs> being at a game when it's a packed house and it's close. Love it. Interacting. Yeah. I mean, going down the bar and even seeing everybody and, and going to Lagodi, I know the rival or going up to North Vermillion or going to Linton football. Game, I absolutely love all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to like be on TV, but but I have to do it to do you know do the job. Absolutely. So with that, um, I got two questions for you. What is the craziest day that you could ever remember? And you talked about how you've only missed one deadline, so I know you're flying all over the place. But what is like the craziest day you can remember of being maybe someplace? as far north as Cayuga and then as far south as Boonville or something like that and covering all these different events? Well, you you mentioned, no, that's that's great. I mean, there are, you know, I could pick and choose what weekends I want to work, and I do work when it's big for mm-hmm. high school stuff, mm-hmm. um, postseason. Um, there's a lot of times um, for the postseason. Like, I remember this was about four years. It was when Coach DeCourcy picked up her 600 win um, when they won volleyball sectional. Yeah. But I was at that morning. It was a Saturday in October. Mm-hmm. That morning, Terre Haute South was in the tennis finals at Indy North Central. Yeah. I went to that. And then there was a football game I went to um, in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And then that night, I went to um, down to Forest Park where Bar Reeves. And I, it's like, you know, just three different drives. But like, I started my morning at eight and got home like after midnight that night. Oh, man. Like, there's a lot of that. Like, high school basketball sat or, um, the regional Saturday when they play two games. Yeah. That's always a day. Literally, when I leave the house, my wife's always like, so where are you going? I'm like, well, here's where I'm going in the morning, and then whoever wins and loses is where I'll be at at night. Like, you know, I could be down at, um, you know, Lagodi for the morning games and be up in, uh, you know, northern part of the state at night. It does, It depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's some of the – sometimes when I see where you guys are at, and it's not just like, well, you know – Rick's here and Marty's over here and they may send somebody else over here. It's like you're at the, you know, polar opposites of the spectrum as far as your viewing area. And it's just crazy the the coverage that you guys do. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier in the podcast. You guys don't always have to do that. Like you could, and I know that that helps your viewership, but it's like you guys could just stay in, in Terre Haute and in the greater Vigo County area. Two things with that. One, it goes back to, and, and you're the same way, like the competitor, the playing in me, mm-hmm. like it's a competition of how much stuff, like I don't play sports anymore, but how much can I cover? Yeah. Like that's a huge competition. I love that thrill factor. Of how many things can I get to? I mean, and then two, growing up in Brownsburg, not a knock on the indie media, but they have the Colts and the Pacers and that like high school sports isn't covered as much as it is here. Mm-hmm. And I remember the, the few times that we did get covered at Brownsburg when I played, I remember going home and watching it on TV on Friday nights and that kind of stuff. I want, I want seriously, and I tell people this, I am so genuine about this. Like people believe me or not. I love the fact that kids get to see themselves on TV, TV and that we get to promote them. I remember that feeling and what it's like, and I want to provide that feeling. I have 53 high schools in this area. I want to provide that feeling to all those schools. Absolutely. And, and I know like kids love it. Parents love seeing their kids on TV and, you know, you wouldn't get that if you guys didn't bust your tails. So I just I want to let you know how much I appreciate that, and people down here in the southern part of the viewing area appreciate that. Um, 
Well, there's nothing like the southern part of the Wabash Valley. I tell that all the time. Uh, I, I mean, I, I tell people all the time in Terre Haute, especially in the winter. I'm like, you want to see just tremendous old school people go to the gym. The atmosphere is incredible. You can start at Lagodi, North Davies, draw a circle down to Vincennes and watch it. I said, there is nothing like it. And I was like, it's it's like the old school and it's unbelievable. It is. It is. It's it's truly special. And that's another thing that I try to impress upon our kids is just truly how special the game is in, in this part of the state. But you know, Rick, you, yep. you touched on touched on the, the, the travel and, and the schedule and all that kind of stuff. And I'm friends with you on Facebook and I see the efforts that you make as a dad and as a husband. And uh by the way, how many years have you and Robin been married? We've been married 18. We were dating because we knew we were going to get married, but we started dating my sophomore year, her freshman year. Uh-huh. So we dated eight years. We weren't going to do anything until we both got our degrees and got settled in. So, so, our, so we've been together 26, married 18. Oh, my. That's quite an accomplishment. But the, the question that I was going to ask you is how do you balance all that stuff? Because that's one of the things on this podcast that I talk about when I talk to coaches is how do you balance, you know, what you do as a coach with being a family man? I cannot imagine a busier schedule than yours. So I, how do you balance all that stuff? <laughs> that, that's a great question, and it's gotten crazy over the years. I have a um, sophomore daughter at Terre Haute South, and mm-hmm. she does tennis. Yeah. Um, she was on varsity last year as a freshman. I was going to say, I she's a, a very, very accomplished tennis player at this point. <laughs> she's working on it. Mm-hmm. Um I have a seventh grade son that does everything mm-hmm. uh, sports wise, but his main ones are basketball and um, um, baseball. Mm-hmm. And then I have a fourth grade daughter who just started travel softball. So we have three in three sports. Um, and like I told you before, being a dad and a husband family mm-hmm. is number one priority. And mm-hmm. not taking away from my job, like if my family needed me first, I'd walk away from the job right now. Um, that's where the management's been so great. They allow me, I cover everything but I never miss any of my kids' stuff. Um, and I truly don't. I, I, it's the point where if I do miss a game here and there, my kids tell me, Dad, it's okay, you're at everything. We understand you have something to do, mm-hmm. which makes you feel a little bit better, but I still like missing their stuff. Um, it, it's crazy. I'm not going to lie. But just like this past Friday, you know, we have Friday night football, yeah. covered all night. I have the hardest time falling asleep on Fridays because I run all night, and then you just stop. Yeah. And so I'm hyper. My daughter had a softball game at 8 in the morning, um, we had to get up at six, you know, to get her ready to, to go. Like, there's a lot of that on the weekends. I don't get much sleep on the weekends, but I don't miss any of my kids' stuff. Uh-huh. And I asked my wife a long time ago. I made a priority. My kids are my priority over my career. Um, while I feel I'm successful here, I, I have passed on other jobs in other areas. Mm-hmm. Double, triple the money. And I asked my wife, am I crazy for doing that? And she said, absolutely not, because it would kill you to miss your kids' stuff. I know how you are. If you were missing that, you just would not be happy. And she's right. Mm-hmm. Staying here, I get the best best of both worlds. I cut, I do a job I love, but at the same time, I never miss any of my kids' stuff. And a lot of my kids' stuff, I've been able to coach them, whether it was tennis um, or uh, my son's teams growing up. I, I've been able to coach them. I kind of backed off now and just dad, and I love that. Mm-hmm. But I've been able to see all their successes, all their failures. I've been able to been there, be there. And that's my top priority. If, if I couldn't be there, as much as I love what I do and I love this area, I would walk away from it if it impacted my family time. But it never has. Yeah. Is it easy? I don't get a lot of sleep. But you know what? There, and you're, you have one in college, has sent them off. 
it goes by way too fast to worry about sleep and worry about other stuff. Uh, amen to that. It does go by so fast. It's a follow-up question, and, you know, I, I know you're the least boastful guy ever, but you, you touched on something that I was going to ask you. Jobs that you passed, you have passed on. What is probably the, the biggest opportunity – that you have passed on. Have, have you ever had an opportunity to go to work for ESPN or, 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 or a network like network? <laughs> I have not that? done that. No, I, yeah. I mean, they haven't reached out to me or anything. I've had like, I mean, you know, the NBA area, like that kind of stuff have, have reached out. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, much bigger markets, that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, I think they, they have known, like I said, I, I just don't because of family. And I'll be honest, this is the other thing. And this sounds so strange. Mm-hmm. I don't. I like the Colts. I grew up a Colts fan. I mean, just in the Pacers. But covering pro sports just isn't entirely my cup of tea. Exactly. And I'm not saying, yeah. It, it, it's great. I watch it. You know this and that. Mm-hmm. Those athletes don't care that you're there. They act like the media is a pain. Like, I, I want to cover stuff where you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like ninety eight percent of what I cover will never be on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's my job to be the ESPN of the Wabash Valley. Well, and like I provide stuff that no one else does. And when you walk I in, mean, you walk into a gym, whether it's to interview a volleyball kid or you're there, um, you know, talking to a girl that just got done playing softball. I mean, those yeah. kids are excited about talking yeah. to you. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And like I said, it sounds. I mean, I, honestly, I've covered three Super Bowls. Um, I've been to Indy 500, Daytona 500, uh, Final Fours, NCAA tournaments. Like I've got to do all that stuff, and and I would never pass on. It was fun. Mm-hmm. But, like, I truly enjoy the high school and colleges that I get to do. Well, you know, you talk about local sports, and you talk about the opportunity to work with athletes and coaches, and I told you I was going to ask you about this. But <laughs> is the kind of the, the back and forth between Todd Wolfley and Joey Hart, is that not the best side story that you've covered ever in the Wabash Valley? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's just. The way they go back and forth, because I mean, I know some people do, others don't realize they're such good friends. Oh yeah, like it, it's so fun to go back and like I wish I could share everything because a lot of people don't know um, Wolf Lee's youngest son and um, Coach Hart's twins, the youngest, and my son. They all play. They not anymore, but they did play in the same AAU team together. Uh huh. So like, I we would be at a gym and I mean just jokes like the stories. I wish I could share that you can't. You know, like it's oh, yeah. just hilarious. Oh yeah. I mean. And that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, like, yes, I mean, you want to say championships, the wins and losses. Like, people see that. But, like, there's also the human side and have fun and, and share that kind of stuff. It, it, it's so fun um, to share that stuff. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, and that's the thing that I think makes high school sports, you know, so interesting. You know, I played for Coach McBride, and I can remember, you know, just the relationships that he would have with other coaches. and. And to see that and to see it play out, and, and then of course you know uh, the the way that that they jab each other on on the different promos and stuff like that that you put out, it, it's great. It's great entertainment. Oh, and Coach then, McBride's another one, man. He loves to pick on. He used to love to pick on Pinsky and Jeremiah and me. Oh, he he would rib us all the time. Like you know, I mean, just having fun. Like oh, we're the tiny team in the classic. Bloomfield has no chance. You guys don't think we can? Like he would always. Oh yeah. And we loved it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he would he would always make a point. And obviously, I played for Ron. We didn't play in the Wabash Valley Classic because it, it hadn't made its comeback yet. But then when I yeah. first started coaching with Ron, uh, we went up there, and I remember him. Anytime he'd talk to the media after a win, he'd be like, "Well, nobody nobody gave us a shot," you know. Oh that, yeah, that, that type of thing. He's, 
he's a, one of the biggest sandbaggers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what <laughs> would you say, you, you know, you've talked about covering the Indy 500s and you've talked about covering the Super, Bowl, Super Bowls. Name two or three things that you have covered that have just been really special that you've had an opportunity to cover. Well, at the highest level, forget it. I mean, I was at the um, Super Bowl, the Colts won mm-hmm. um, when Manning and them um, back in 2006. Like that, never covered the Super Bowl. It was Jason and me down there all week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just and then getting to see your team win. I mean, it was just a fun week um, for that. Um, I got to cover, speaking of when I was at Ball State, they made the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first NCAA tournament, so I got to do that. I covered the NBA Finals. Um, when Shaq and Kobe took on the Pacers. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, you know, I got to interview Shaq and Kobe, like those guys, like doing that. That's on the professional level. Um, college, you know, I got to see a lot um, of, of things like the Final Fours and, um, you know, some playoff runs, that kind of stuff. High school, I mean, the, the memories are just, you know, from the Zeller family, obviously, um, sticked out. I had Myers Leonard. Yeah. Um, I'm old enough. Curtis Tater was the quarterback at Vincent Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they just dominated everybody all year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Danny Entling now in the pros. I had um, Armand Bassett. He played – younger people won't know he was, but he was at Terre Haute South and played at IU. Um, like, knew about, you know, Greg Oden. Mm-hmm. You know, he's people don't realize he's from Terre Haute, went Absolutely. to Indy. Have you ever um, heard? I don't. I don't mean to stop you because I want you to keep going because you're. No, you're men- fine. You know, you're mentioning some really good ones, but did you know that Amber DeCourcy was actually Greg Oden's youth basketball coach at the old boys club in Terre Haute? I did not know that. <laughs> yes. I knew she was obviously went to Indiana State and was up there. Yeah. No, she when she was up there at Indiana State, she worked with with Greg there at some of their clinics and some of the youth teams that they had there, and she just talks about talks about how. You know, you could tell he was obviously going to be big. He was going to oh, be yeah. a, a big kid. But she just talked about how he'd come in in the rec specs, and he was kind of awkward. And, and then oh, yeah, very obviously much so. then he ends up at Lawrence North, and the rest is history. But, yeah, so yep. I didn't mean to stop you, but, but go no, ahead. because You were talking about some great, great stories there of high school sports. No, you're – I mean, like I said, I mean, covered – and it doesn't have to be the – you know, Josh Fagley was at Terre Haute North. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the – made it to the big. A.J. Reed. Mm-hmm. you know covering those guys but it doesn't have to just be those guys that made it to the pro you know um covering casey westville football they were a playoff team every single year yeah. watching them go to state yeah. um watching linton you know i watched linton lose so many heartbreak football games at semi-state thinking yeah. i don't know if they'll ever get over the hump mm-hmm. then they win state finally like that was really cool to see the emotion i'll never forget one bar i mean won their volleyball you know there was a time when people wondered if they ever get one exactly um and then yeah. they wanted you know for their falling classmate like mm-hmm. like those are the memories that community and, and the pride that they do it's so cool to see well and and you hit the nail on the head because from a media side you get to know these athletes you get to know these coaches you get to know the communities and it doesn't matter if it's bar eve or Lagodi or or casey westfield whoever it is that you're covering you know those personal stories behind the struggles of those teams, and then they get to have success, and you get to be a huge part of it because you get to cover that. Um, uh-huh. You're I, right. I, I just wanted to I wanted to ask you, have you ever, speaking of communities and, and people that use your information and use your stuff that you put out there, have you ever met anybody anywhere you've ever worked that's as unique as Albert Cavanaugh? No. 
the 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 living legend. Yes, I, I never met anything like it. And, and and I'll be honest, there's times, you know, we cover especially as you get going in the season more. But there's times I just go down to Paris just to see him. Yes, I mean, I mean, it's just incredible to be around him. No, and and the things that he does, and and you have obviously been a big part of. Uh, you know, when our teams make runs of him putting together the video stuff with the road to Gro- road to glory and you send him video clips and different things like that. But just how passionate he is about about kids and about the relationships that he has with those kids um, and, and, you know, and, and trying to document the stuff that happens throughout the year, whether it be your highlights or things that come out in the Washington paper. Um, he, he truly is a special human being that that oh, is completely selfless. I, I, I think I tweeted a while ago. I'm not kidding you. He calls me every now and then. Mm-hmm. No matter how busy, I could be a Friday night. Yeah. It could be any time. No matter how busy I am, I always take his phone call. Absolutely. Like it, it, it's just such a pleasure to talk to him and hear what he has to say and just and just, like it. I mean, there's so many schools that have a person that is their person. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But I've never met someone because <laughs> he's been in Bar the whole time that knows every in and out about a school like him. Yes. No, he can he can tell you to a T about the whole consolidation and and the whole history and and he's someone that I've become very glad that I've become attached to as a friend and um, yeah when I would when I talk to my dad and I I'd talk about Albert did this Albert said this you know my dad makes the point of hey you better make sure that you anytime he needs you to do something you take care of it because yep. he has given so much to the community and to me in, in five years. And then like you talked about my daughter being a part of some of Amber's successful teams, the stuff that he has done for my daughter, just, just is absolutely incredible. Um, well, you know, you, you talk about being out on the road and, and getting to go and, and see different things. Talk about some of your favorite venues that you have been in to cover. And I think I know which one is going to be probably at the top of your list, but your, your favorite venues, favorite venues to cover. in the Wabash Valley. Yes. Um, well, we can probably know one. I, there's, everybody picked on me, not in a bad way. I love the Hatchet House. Yes. There, there's just nothing. Um, you know, I, I played high school basketball, but we never came down south. Mm-hmm. I never knew about the Hatchet House. Um, what was popular, Newcastle up in our area, yeah. and the Wigwam, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, when I got down here, I just so happened to get here when the Zeller era was starting, and mm-hmm. that place, you know, obviously was packed. Um, all the time, I, and I just love. I mean, I I would bring like my dad would come to, with me to games sometimes, or I have someone with me, and I'm like, hey, you gotta come down to the game. And they would go, and they'd be like, holy cow! Like they were so in awe of what was going on down there. Um, so that that um, the Hatchet House, I mean, hands down is my favorite venue in the Wabash Valley. I mean, it's just it is what it is. It, I mean, it's great. But, like, to me, uh, you know, like Jack Butcher Arena on regional Saturdays, mm-hmm. it's always packed. I yeah. mean, it's just – it's great. Um, but, like, uh, the Rocket Dome, I, I don't know if you – I know you basketball. They still have the Rocket Dome up at Rockville. Yep. It's an old school – I mean, like, if you go out of balance, you have a chance to get a concussion. <laughs> like, it's, it's the brick wall behind – it's just so old school. I, I like that kind of thing. So yeah, Absolutely. Um, the, the football stadiums are all kind of the same in the area, mm-hmm. um, so there's no real big difference. I do like Linton, not because they won. It's and I'm just an old school person. They're the we're gonna bring our lawn chairs on Friday nights. We're gonna line up on the sidelines, you know that kind of stuff. Um, I mean that's another venue um, I like a ton. Yeah. Um, 
I, I do like the high school gyms besides Hatch House that go down mm-hmm. with Vigo, WRV, Lagodi, like that, the, the that pit go style down gyms. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I like those. I don't know why. I just kind of like those gyms. Well, I think it's just the old school feel, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I love WRV, and I think a lot of it had to do with playing there so much whenever I was a, a kid in yeah. high school. Um, and really excited about getting ready to go back and, and take our kids there in, in January this year. Rick, <laughs> you know, you, you, you have so many good stories. What is something, though, that you would have told yourself if you could have, if you could go back in time and you could tell that kid at Ball State uh, about this journey that you're going to be, that you have been on, what, what advice would you give that guy? What advice? Uh, there's a, a couple things. Um, one, you'll probably laugh, is to learn. Um, I'm technology challenged. I'm, I'm learning it quite much faster. You'd be shocked at, you know, as much as I'm on Twitter. I was going to say um, that surprises me. <laughs> yeah, you, but they had to literally, when I first got it, like Facebook and Twitter, my our technology people just put it on my phone, so I just have to type. Yeah. Like, now, I've gotten much better. My kids remind me, like, you know, Dad, you're only 42. Like, you need to get up to date. So I've, I've learned this stuff. That was one thing back then. I, I should have learned technology better. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one big thing, um, and it took a while. Now it doesn't. At first, it, you know, you struggle with it. You know, I, I do this job for fun. But, you, I mean, just like you for basketball or any coach, the, the criticism is there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started, that would be the biggest thing. It would bother me. Yeah. Like, you get a complaint. You, uh, especially if they were wrong complaining to you, I would argue with them back and forth, you know, or if, if you mess something up, um, it would bother, like, you go home and couldn't sleep, like that kind of stuff. Now, on the point, it sounds bad, not that I don't care, but I just let everything roll off, like, yeah. roll off me, you know what I'm saying? You can't, That's... as much, I cover 53 high schools, mm-hmm. and I, I do take pride in it, but I can't make everybody happy. It's just not going to happen. Absolutely. And, and now, if I make a legit mistake, Please tell me, show me. I, I don't go out there to say a kid's name wrong or get a score wrong. It happens. Yeah. But yeah. like from people, you know, you didn't show my kid or you didn't say how many points he had. Like I understand. I mean, I have kids. Everybody wants their kids to get covered. Like I don't mm-hmm. do it because I don't. I have something in spite of it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the biggest thing, and and this could go for any job, is just to learn to let stuff. You, you can't make everybody happy, mm-hmm. and just to let it go. That that would be the biggest thing I would go back and like I said, the last the first ten years probably was more worried about that the last 10 years has been much more settling in that kind of thing no that's that's great advice and um i'm glad you brought that up because that's something i forgot to ask you is how many high schools you cover and you said that was 53 that's incredible 53 high schools yes thousands of athletes well rick you and i i could sit here and talk high school sports basketball life (laughs) with you all day but um we are kind of winding down on our time and so we always finish up with a little bit of a speed round, and um, I'm going to throw some questions at you that the kids have come up with. So on Friday night, well, Friday nights you don't have an off night, but let's say that, that you have a night through the week that you can take Robin out for dinner there in Terre Haute. Where are you going? Where's your favorite restaurant for you two to go to? We like Red Lobster. Okay, Red Lobster. What's your favorite thing to eat there at Red Lobster? Uh, the, um, Okay. So you're at home, uh, during the day, you don't have to go in until three o'clock. What's the, what's the show that has your attention right now on Netflix, on Peacock? What, what is it that you like to watch? 
you, you'll you'll laugh. The kids probably might not even know this. You will. I like to watch Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. Okay, so you're old school. I like, then. It's a comedy. I, obviously, you would know. I'm sure they won't know what that is because it didn't, doesn't run now. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but that that definitely was a good show. I'm I'm hooked right now on Yellowstone, and I, I talked okay. to, I talked to Greg Tonigal. Have you have you watched Yellowstone? Have, have you? I, wa- have, I have not been able to see that yet. Yeah, you got to check it out. You got to check it out. If you like cowboys, if you like western stuff, and if you like Kevin Costner, you got to check out Yellowstone. Okay, okay. so I'm going to give you free tickets to anything, to anything, to go see Bruce Springsteen, to go see the Chicago Cubs. Like, where is Rick Simler going if if he's getting free Ooh, tickets to anything? Free tickets. Fr- free tickets to anything. I want to go. Now you got to remember, I've been to a lot of places. Yeah. So, Dub, I still haven't been to yet. I want to go to Yankee Stadium. There you go. Um, not a Yankee stand, but I want to go to Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, Lambeau Field. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, Cameron Crazy, Duke. Okay. That, those are three great spots. Yeah, you talk about Lambeau Field. Like, uh, my JV coach, whenever I was at Vincennes, is, he's still a really good friend of mine, Jared Blue. Um, Jared yeah, listens Jared in. Blue. Yeah, Jared listens in. He was a really good athlete there at Vincennes and, and a really good coach. Now he's in administration. But he and his uh, family, his dad and his brother, they're huge Green Bay fa- Green Bay Packer fans, and they go up there, and I just like listening to Jared's stories about stuff that happens to them when they're in Green Bay and different hotels that they stay in and <laughs> stuff like that. But he, he's a huge Packers fan. So, yes. um, you know, obviously you've been highly successful yourself in – in, in sports and, and broadcasting, is there something that you do every day, whether it's listen to a podcast, read an email, uh, uh, maybe a motivational book that, that you turn to that gets you going every day that, uh, that kids or professionals could turn to? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't read it every day. Like, I'm a, a big church person. Yeah. Um, just stuff with, with God, like, and, and and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not. I don't throw it on people. Yeah. Um, my wife and I grew up in a, a big church, yeah. and about seven, eight years ago, we started going to church again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, we, we got baptized, or not baptized. We had a family orientation thing. My daughter's been baptized. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't want to say every day, but like I try to incorporate God every day into something in my life. There you go. There you go. That, That's and a- I know you guys are the same. What, but and, and it's harder uh, as you. Get, you forget how busy we like you are. We are running, mm-hmm. but it's still God controlling all of this. Absolutely, and that that's a great place to start every day to get your tank filled. Um, yep. Now this is this is on the lighter side. Okay. What, what is the least favorite thing that Robin asked you to do around the house? Like your least favorite job that she expects Rick to have done when she comes home from work as <laughs> as a nurse. Here's a little secret in our house. I do the laundry in our house. Okay. Okay. So, and I do it, and there's just times where I'm like, I wouldn't mind getting help. I literally, I do the laundry in our house. Yeah. So, um, and, and part of, she works, she works seven at night to seven in the morning. Uh-huh. So, like, our schedule is just so unique. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do that. Now, I, I can say that return, and I have no problem admitting this. You probably have a better chance of her fixing something around the house than me. <laughs> okay. Okay, so who does the yard work? Like who who's the mower me. of the family? I do I do the I do that. Okay, okay. Yep. So I mow the yard. Um, I take care of the pool. 
um, do the laundry. She'll, uh, she, well, we, she cleans the house more than I do, but I will help her clean the house. And then, like I said, if something breaks, mm-hmm. you know, that's small and can be fixed, I don't have good patience, and I'm not a really great handyman. Yeah. So you have a better chance of her doing it. There you go. There you go. And I, I, I love it that you admit that. Okay, and last, <laughs> last question for you um, here on the podcast. So you get a little bit of time alone. You know, you're you're not running around with a busy schedule with the three kids doing all kinds of sports, and it's just Rick time. How do you unwind? Do you like to play golf? Do you go fish? What What's Rick Simler's way of unwinding? Uh, one thing I do almost every day, I, I go running. Okay. Um, that, that's I go one. running, um, and it could be anywhere. I mean, I, try, I get three miles in. It's not every day. I would say at least five days a week mm-hmm. I run, um, sometimes more. Um, but I get at least three miles in, and depending on the schedule today, I could get up to six. It's three to six miles yeah. run. Do you so, find? I, I just got to ask you this because I love to I love to jog. I don't I I don't tell people I run anymore. I just jog. <laughs> but when you jog, do you come up with like some of your best thoughts and ideas? Hundred percent. That that's when I I find that I have the most clarity and come up with the best thoughts that, that I that I get. That's like. What what you said? I'll have people all the time like, "Hey, I drove by you when you're running. You didn't wave." And I'm like, "I don't see anybody. I'm just running." Like, <laughs> I'm in my own world. It's a chance. Like, people will be honking at me, and I'm I'll wave, but I'm like, I didn't see who that was. Like, it, it's just a chance, especially when it's beautiful outside. Like, I'm just observing everything, you know, Mother Nature and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So it, it, that that's one thing I do. Um, I try to do almost every day, and mm-hmm. and it's not even just for the exercise part. It, it's what you said. It, it's just I feel better when I run, and it just frees my mind. Absolutely. Well, and I, I said last question, but I'm going to throw one more at you. You're, so you're, you're a huge Colts fan. Um, where do you see the Colts at this year? I see them in the regular season going 11 and 6. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm a big Matt Ryan fan. I still think he has stuff left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it will depend on Buffalo and Kansas City and uh, San Diego are three really good teams. Yeah. I think the Colts have a team that can go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They need some home field advantage. And I still feel, and I don't know where other people are this, I don't know if the receiving core is good enough. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to add a weapon at receiver. They have the best running back. They got a great defense. They mm-hmm. got a quarterback that's not going to lose in games like Carson Wentz did last year. Yeah. If we had, like Michael Pittman is a phenomenal number two receiver. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel we have that guys to strike fear in people yeah the elite guy downfield well if we can go 11 and 6 i think there's going to be a lot of happy colts fans and and then it's just <laughs> it's just the, the the fact that they could make some noise in the playoffs i think that's the thing as people excited not i'm like you i'm a big matt ryan fan i'm i'm glad yep. that he's our quarterback so well rick again thank you so much for your time we probably went a little bit over on on some of this stuff but uh it's it's great stuff i cannot thank you not just on behalf of myself and the kids of the bari media class but everybody within the, the viewing area all 53 of those high schools everybody that's a fan of all the high or the the college teams that you cover thank you for all that you and marty do for for sports in the wabash valley well thank you for the kind words and just doing this and talking to you and, and your friendship is one of the reasons why the Wabash Valley is so special. I, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. So, again, Rick, uh, best of luck to you in the in the coming year uh, with the kids and their sports, and and uh, we'll look forward to you covering some of the Bari Viking stuff going on here in the next months. Always. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick.
Thanks, Coach. We want to thank Rick for his time on this episode of Checking It from the Cheap Seats. Make sure that you join us next week when we talk to Todd Wolfley, head coach of the Terre Haute North Patriots. Talk more Wabash Valley basketball. Until then, keep checking it from the Cheap Seats. Checking it from the Cheap Seats is also brought to you by BSN Sports and Jeff Neal, their sales rep. Shop BSN Sports for a large selection of sports apparel and footwear, custom and stock Nike team uniforms, and sports equipment for your next winning season. Contact Jeff Neal at 812-204-3808 or visit bsnsports.com.